It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger's back with us, of course, and it's Tom Simino's turn this week. Tom, explain our guests. This is very cool, and I especially want to find out why winemaker William Weiss is called the shepherd. But we'll get into that we'll get in a into, minute. We've got to save that for a little bit. Yes, we, little yes, bit. we will. We we're talking today about uh, Merriam Vineyards, and we have Evan Merriam here. Peter's uh, Peter Merriam started the winery. Peter and I are from both from Maine, and back in the day, Peter wanted to find a winery. Actually, he was looking for a vineyard out here in California. Back in 2000, I found him a vineyard, so he uh, he purchased that and started making Merriam right then Merlot, which is kind of your signature wine. Correct. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And uh, and now, eight in two thousand eight, he built a winery right next to the vineyard, and here we are. Fast forward to two thousand twenty three. William Weiss is now the winemaker, and, and, and Evan, you've been appointed uh, CEO, and you are the son of uh, the founder, Peter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very cool, man. We'll get the history and all that of all of you in a moment. But go ahead, Tom. So, so. Uh, that uh, full disclosure, I make my wine at Peter's Winery at Evans as well at the Merriam Vineyards, and William and I work closely together to make Simino. So, I just want to let everybody know that you know I I am a homer, and everybody's here. William, say hello to everybody. <laughs> How's it going, everyone? William, how you doing? Shepherd, shepherd, winemaker, and shepherd. What's yeah. the story on that? The story behind that really kind of goes in the way that I'm I'm really big into sustainable, organic, biodynamic, and uh, you know I think the pandemic kind of gave me the kick in the kick to get going on. That would on, be in the ass, yeah. sir. <laughs> 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 um, to get going on things, and so uh, utilizing that time to kind of focus. I mean, coming into Merriam, they were already certified organic on property, which I found to be awesome to begin with so um to kind of boost that and go forward uh we incorporated bees chickens we have goats now uh kind of taking a little bit more of a biodynamic approach um but at the same time just farming to make high quality grapes so we make high quality wine um but this year was one of my dreams was to get sheep in the vineyard to uh mow mow the cover crop down instead of going through and having to pass through with a tractor right so this year uh with the help of our uh um vineyard vineyard consultant steve domenicelli uh we got sheep in there and so they came in with 400 sheep uh 400 400 400 yeah Yeah. it wasn't it wasn't small it sounds like a saturday night night at my house (laughs) (laughs) that's a whole nother story never mind i'm sorry but no it was was really exciting we got them in there and they uh they mowed down the cover crop in in less than a week and so they did 15 acres in less than a week and uh putting a lot of good nutrients back into the soil uh promoting uh, microorganisms to grow in the soil and Beautiful. getting better better soil and bringing the carbon down and putting it back down in there. So all all positive stuff. So, but we had 400 sheep on property cool. and uh, it was it was kind of a fun fun time. And how long did it take? A week for all 15 acres? Yeah, a week for yeah. They, and they, it's not just the poop that's going into the soil too. It's the urine, right? It's really yeah. I mean, I found all this to be really interesting. It is actually about all about the urine. Uh, it is. The, the, <laughs> now you know that's something I I'm don't noticing think a little I've bit. I've ever in heard this. on this show <laughs> in 15 years. You, huh? It's all about the urine, Steve. Okay, well, 
No, but it's the, it's the urea. And it's basically what you would put in a, in a natural fertilizer. Sure. Um, and 80% of their urine is, is natural urea. And it goes right back into the soil um, rapidly. They, they actually... Um, eat about 4% of their body weight a day, and that goes back out the same amount back into the soil. Um, and it saves us going through with the tractor, and, and, and we're going to go non-tilled, uh, which is really great. So we're getting all the nutrients and everything that we would get from from going through and tilling the cover crop back in there without having to do that. So really promoting growth. Uh, it is one of those years that on a year that we were not getting an abundance of rain, obviously not this year. Uh, we could leave that cover crop in there longer, um, keeping the soil sure. saturated. So all this is all positive stuff, and That's we've been cool. we've been extremely excited about uh, uh, the results so far. So, Evan, talk about the history. Uh, get into more detail on the history of Merriam Vineyards and wines. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I was talking with my dad earlier on the uh, on the ride over here, and he wanted to remind me uh, that he's to tell you that he's not on his way out. There was a joke uh, last time we were I remember here. He said his wife was on on her way out, and you said she, your wife is on 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 your way out. <laughs> she meant he was she was traveling to come out here. That's right. I remember that. Remember uh, that? Yeah. And Peter, yeah, he was great. Right. <laughs> yeah. So he just wanted me to uh, remind you that he's uh, he's still in charge. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I understand, um, Peter. <laughs> yeah. And he's, uh, he's back on the East Coast this evening with my mom. They're skiing up in Maine. Um, but, yeah, my parents, they came out here to California. Um, and with the help of Tom, they, they found a vineyard of 12 acres of Merlot in the Russian River Valley. Um, and they just dove headfirst into it, started making wine, um, and then started to diversify a little bit with the types of grape varietals that they planted, started making Cabernet Franc from our estate as well. Um, as Cabernet Sauvignon and red blends. What was the first vintage at Merriam? Yeah, the first vintage was in 2000. And oh, it was? Yeah. That yeah. Long, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah a while ago. Um, so when Peter bought the, the, he bought the ranch from Keith Meats, so it used to be Meats Vineyard, so when Peter bought it, it was fully growing. I mean, it wasn't a, you know, a have to plant from scratch and wait three years. So we were able to harvest that that first crop and there's a, a great picture of uh the day that uh that they harvested at meats i was making wine homemade wine back then at uh at simino and peter came over completely purple and i'd been making wine with my friends down at the barn i was completely purple <laughs> and we came in with a couple of bottles of wine there's a great shot at yeah. the winery of peter and i completely covered and brenda made us a wonderful meal when I think back to those days, it it seems like just yesterday. But boy, when you look at our pictures, he's got hair and I've got a waistline. You know? so. It was a long time. Ago. A long time. Yeah, I understand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you, they're still known for their Merlot. This Merlot we're going to taste today won triple gold at Dan at your competition last month. Yeah, I yeah. love Merlot. And Dan, give me your thoughts on Miriam. Well, Merriam is a unique uh, uh, property because although it's not in the coolest uh, portion of Russian River, it's still Russian River, and uh, there's fog that comes into that property. doesn't burn off till at least 11 in the morning, sometimes even later. And what's interesting is to keep those vines cool, and then with the uh, beautiful soils that you've got there, they're not real fertile. They're just sort of half fertile, if you want to call it that. And so the end result is always going to be 
really high quality fruit, especially <clears throat> you go back long enough to the meats vineyards, those Merlots were fabulous. And you certainly not touched the uh, the fruit in any way that uh, takes away from that character. That character is still in that wine, and that is a fabulous Merlot. Triple gold at our wine competition in December. All right. Uh, as we do most weeks, uh, Dan Berger brings in one of his cellar wines that we taste. And this is a 2017. 2017. Explain, the, explain this wine, and it's lovely. Yeah, it's a pretty wine. It's a... <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> One of the problems I had at the beginning of this was when this wine started coming in, this was the first vintage that they brought in. This is a small importer in Berkeley, and his name is Global uh, Global Wine. And he brought the wine in. I first tried the wine at the beginning of this, and I thought, this wine needs time in the bottle. And I mentioned it to the owner of the import company, and he said, oh, yeah, it's it's made in that style. What's that? It, the name of the property is Bodega... Uh, Aniello, A-N-I-E-L-L-O, and it's a Chardonnay from, in this case, t- 2017, which means it's an extra six months older than that. <clears throat> but it comes from Patagonia, and Patagonia is a pretty cool area down in Argentina, and this is an Argentine Chardonnay. You don't see very much Argentine Chardonnay, hmm. <clears throat> but this was made specifically with high enough acidity so it would age, and this wine is barely beginning to show what it's, what it's capable of. This is my last bottle of it, and I'm sorry I have no more. But the new stuff is coming in fairly soon, and I will make sure to get a, a, a fresh bottle of the current release, and we'll try it next uh, next either next show or the week after. It's California Wine Country, uh, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Dan Berger, of course, and Tom Simino this week. Evan Merriam from Merriam Vineyards, who's just recently been appointed the CEO he is the son of the founder, Peter Merriam, and uh, the winemaker and shepherd, William Weiss, is uh, with us as well, guys. Welcome. And uh, we're doing a Fumé Blanc here from Merriam. Uh, somebody talk about that. Yeah. So uh, our 2021 Danielle's Vineyard Fumé Blanc, uh, grown on our state property. And Danielle is your da- sister? Danielle is my sister. Yeah, Yeah, cool. younger sister. Cool. So she's uh, the youngest of four children. She has three older brothers that uh, kept her running around in circles. Oh, I can up. only imagine. Yeah. So, of course, she needs her own vineyard. Um, <laughs> so we have two acres of Sauvignon Blanc planted, farmed organically. We call this one the Fumé Blanc uh, because we age this in French oak. So we actually... But from- again, Fumé Blanc and Sauvignon Blanc are the, the same, same thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And so we, uh, we wanted to make a distinction between our stainless steel Sauvignon Blanc... Uh, that is our Russian River Valley blend. Gotcha. And our single vineyard, Danielle's Vineyard, on the uh, estate property. And we ferment this and age it in French oak barrels. A little bit of it new. And, um, yeah, Will does a great job making this wine. You really did a good job, William. It's Thank you. really, uh, it's, it's, it has, a, it has all, the best of all kinds of worlds. It's got a little creaminess. It's yeah, got there's good a lot acidity. going on in this thing. Yeah, it's got tropical fruit. It almost has like a, an herb character too, and none of that. Sometimes, you know how um, you, you get really grassy. None of the grassiness, but it it almost. What is that, Dan? Is you, we mentioned cilantro. Yeah, Dan, tell me why I like this wine I so think, much. Right? I think there's a trace of quince in this, but quince. just a, just a geek alert. <laughs> well, it's a fruit. Come on, I mean, it's, it's fruit yeah, here. but there's a lot of people listening, and we have twenty thousand people listening, and a lot of them are going quince. 
Somebody go out and buy a Quince and try it. You'll love it. It's, it's really interesting. We've had this fruit. conversation um, before, right, but yeah. it just well, it's it's sort of citrusy, but it's not over to the top citrusy. In fact, what it is more than anything else is a, it relates a little bit to grapefruit, but the Quince has got a little bit more personality. Yeah, it's kind of like a Meyer lemon kind of. Yeah. The difference between a lemon and Meyer lemon. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, okay. Right in there. No, okay, that makes sense. This is really nice, man. Thank you. I haven't had I I don't think I've had the uh this this vineyard designate before. It's a twenty twenty one. Let's not forget the acidity in this. This is really one of the secret weapons of this wine. It's got great acidity, goes right. great with food. Yeah, I mean this is definitely it comes down to the pick. I mean the the vineyard itself to begin with just gives off tropical tones. I mean that's been notorious for over the years. Um but, you know, when we, when we pick this thing and put it into uh, barrels, we put it straight from pressed town to barrels and ferment in barrels and then age it in barrels. Um, it kind of rounds out a little bit of, you know, the sharp, what you would normally find on, on a regular Sauvignon Blanc that was just stainless steel. Uh, so it kind of brings it down. And so that balance and that component, and using the oak to as like a spice rack and kind of elevate certain tones, um, you know, the barrels that we chose were to bring forward those tropical tones. Um, and it, it worked. And it worked. It sure this did. This is wonderful. Dan, not overly it, oaked. Dan, lay it down, Burger. How long would you lay this? Two down? more years for sure, but okay. maybe three. Uh, it's but easy to determine that. Just put it in a decanter for about three hours and right. watch it open up. Exactly. It was fabulous wine. Exactly. We have time to jump to the Chardonnay for the uh, break. Do we? Oh, four minutes. Uh, we got yeah. four minutes. All right, go ahead. So. This is going to be the undisclosed 2000 Chardonnay. Evan, do you want to explain this? 2000? Undisclosed? <laughs> I mean, 2020. Oh, okay. 2020. <laughs> yeah, this the, is uh, from 1893. <laughs> <laughs> the 2020. Hey, I, was, I was only off by two decades. Come on, man. <laughs> Pretty close. <laughs> the, uh, so, Evan, you, you guys, uh, you started with Merlot, but now, uh, obviously... You're making a lot of different wines, and including a Chardonnay. Yeah, a bunch of different wines. So we grow about 10 varietals right now. Um, we just planted some Malbec down at Windacre Vineyard as well that we're really excited about. We just harvested our first estate Chardonnay that will come out in 20, uh, the 2022 vintage, which will come out next year. And this is a 2020 show. Yeah, so this is a 2020. Tom, I'm- cap this. Daddy's taking it home. <laughs> <laughs> See this cork? It's, it's going right in there. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Evan. That's Keep right. going. Yeah. The 2020 Undisclosed Chardonnay, uh, Russian River Single Vineyard Chardonnay. The name uh, we kind of we just made it up. To be perfectly honest, we were buying fruit from different oh, different God. vineyards around the Russian River Valley. Um, no one was letting us put their name on it right away. So uh, our winemaker at the time he decided, why not undisclosed? Undisclosed. I love that. Yeah, it's a fun story to tell, and um, we've been bouncing around to a couple different vineyards, but. The goal has always been the same. Dan. Well. Mommy. It's I'm got, not calling you mommy. I'm no, just saying this wine. No, the, the wine is really terrific. And, and I think the most important part about this wine for me is how the acidity works with that beautiful fruit. The fruit is subtler than the acidity. The acidity comes up in the aftertaste. And boy, this wine. Yeah. If you put this in a decanter for about three hours, two or three hours, this wine will just explode. Do not do not serve this too cold. This wine doesn't want to be cold. This wine wants to be at, at cellar temperature, and then it works great with anything you put it with. I'm putting it in my decanter tonight for three hours. There you go. Yeah, I'm excited. God, that's good, though, right now. Um, you know, right out of the bottle, this is 
pretty fantastic. It's William delicious. Weiss. Good job, dude. Thank so you. So how much Thank ML you. on this? 100%. This is 100% yeah. ML? You know, and so we, you know, one of my mm. ways that I like to approach Chardonnay, too, is definitely more in a burgundy fashion. And so it's not going to be um, too super high in alcohol. It's going to be a little, bit, a little lower. It's going to be a little bit more delicate. And I really want to showcase kind of the little subtleties on it. And this is delicate. Yeah. And so ages are Lee. Um, so on the leaves the whole time, we go through and we stir uh, every three weeks for the first six months, and then we, we uh, gradually let it settle out and put it in the bottle. I, I, and I think the secret is the acidity combined with the minerality. There's a minerality to this. You don't see minerality in Chardonnay all that often. Especially you, in California. And you're right, Dan, the, uh, the back end of this after the pallet. Uh, what's going to hold it up in three hours in the decanter. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. Evan Merriam from Merriam Vineyards and William Weiss, the winemaker, are with us today. Where are we, Tom? Well, we're having the uh, Diana's Vineyard 2020 Pinot Noir. And Diana after... is your mother, Evan? No. Yes. Yes, yeah. okay. Yeah. Not Tom's mom. Yeah. <laughs> I said Evan. I know, you were, oh, looking, you're at, me you, you were looking at me. <laughs> I was just looking your way. Okay. <laughs> no more wine for you, Jackson. <laughs> and Dan, you're done too. That's I it. thought this was faulty tower. <laughs> <laughs> this is delish. Pinot. It's faulty radio. <laughs> Go ahead, Tom. So, so you got. When did you start growing Pinot there? Pinot Noir. We planted Pinot on the estate uh, at the same time as the. Fumé Blanc, Danielle's Vineyard, Sauvignon Blanc. So that was back in 2011. Boy, this is lovely. Yeah, this is really something. Yeah, yeah. we grow five different clones uh, right now on Diana's Vineyard, and um, we make them all separately. So we try our hardest to pick them all individually, cooper them separately. Oh, man. Uh, that gives Will all the tools he needs to Will, make. talk about making this wine. This is lovely. Man. Yeah, I mean, it's actually a really fun one to make. I mean, again, having the five clones out in the vineyard there, um, all these little small batches that we put together, we age them separately. You know, I choose barrels specifically for each clone. We put them together, and then we wait wait our 11 months before we put the blends together. Um, and it really just comes together really nice. I mean, it's really, having the different clones, you know, it was really unique in the way that they all have different characteristics. So when we're building up the structure and we're building up so the, that, the wine. So that was a fun wine to make It was for a fun you. wine to make, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it takes, you know, patience, too. Like, Pinot, is, it can be very fussy. It goes through different phases and everything that's happening in barrel. Um, and you just got to kind of trust it and kind of and, and let and wait out your time till you come back to it, check it again, and then see how it's evolved. Um, but this goes through 100% ml. Again, we do it in the burgundy fashion. We age it Sir Lee, stir it for a little bit at the beginning, and then uh, we let it age for a couple more months before we start assembling the blend. And it turns out to be really nice. It's got really pretty characteristics. Damn. Always my Dan. favorite wine. Tell me about this. this well, it's the beautiful. acidity that carries the wine all the way through. From the You smell it. You notice that there's brightness to it, and the brightness comes from the acidity. And, of course, after you smell it, you say, gee, I want to try this. You taste it, and the acid comes right into the aftertaste. It's just really spectacular. Agree, yeah. yeah, it really is. What year Potential. is this? 2020. Wow. Two and a half years old already, and it's not, not even showing. Like it's, it's like a barrel sample. How long are you going to lay it down? Well, if I had any of this in the cellar, I would I had five years for sure. Really? From now, because it's got to be seven years in the bottle, or seven years from the harvest, because there's no development whatsoever in this wine. I mean, the wine is like... It's like a 
barrel sample. The secondary flavors that develop really? in, in well, the bottle. It's very fresh and young and, and youthful. It doesn't, it doesn't exhibit. Yeah, I, I understand. I mean, there's a, aftertaste shows that there's potential here, but it's not showing. All right, Tom. As I was saying, the secondary flavors show as, as a Pinot ages. You know, we, we, talk, we talk a lot about, well, does a wine go bad? Well, some people don't like the, some of those secondary flavors. But they, they soften. The acidity softens. The fruit also relaxes a little bit. So the finish gets a little bit longer. Sometimes uh, the nose heightens. Um, we just had a 14 William Cellium Central Coast. Just one of their regular Central Coast uh, bottlings. From 2014. From 2014. It was absolutely knockout. Well, and this, wine, this wine absolutely old. needs... I mean, can you imagine how, how much acidity is in here? This wine needs to have at least two more years before you even open the bottle. I mean, we're sitting here right now drinking it, but I mean, I, if it weren't open, I wouldn't drink it. People should buy wine to lay down, too. Like if you, I always say it to, benefits. I always say to my you're customers, talking to Dan lay it down burgers. Uh, so. I'm, I'm talking to the listeners out there. Okay. Yes, <laughs> you should buy. You should buy a case to, to kind of play around with, and a case to lay down. And as you're playing around with the the current release and enjoying it, say six months, maybe eight months, ten months, and then you say to yourself, okay, then I can lay this in the back of my cellar, and, and this one's gonna age. Um, so if you can, if you've got the room and a cellar. And you can play that game. So one of the fun things that I've been doing in the tasting room uh, is actually cellaring some of the wines that we've been making over the years. So our Diana's Vineyard uh, used to be called our estate Pinot Noir. Um, and we have wines going back five, six, seven years. Um, and they're available for sale. So it's really fun to see you know, who remembers and can come by and look at the list and get all excited about you yeah, know give me a couple of those 2014 yeah. Pinot Noir uh, 2016 one of my favorites yeah uh, there you go it's yeah. merriamvineyards.com merriam is m-e-r-r-i-a-m uh, Evan Merriam is with us and William Weist the winemaker and at, Shepherd and Shepherd at <laughs> Miriam I need a shepherd on this show. Maybe I mean, we'll, full di- we'll talk. Full disclosure: there was a, there was a New Zealand guy out there taking care of the sheep. I mean, so but at the same time, we were watching. I, watching when, him gotcha. Closely. Okay, the four hundred sheep. <laughs> yeah, exactly. When, when yeah. I heard William was bringing the sheep in, I said, "I'll listen on the radio." You know, one hundred one is closed. There are four hundred sheep. One hundred one at Rattle Lane, right there at the winery. It is California Wine Country, brought to you by Bottle Barn. This week, uh, it's Tom Simino's turn. Dan Berger, of course, with us. Uh, our guests are Evan Merriam from Merriam Vineyards and William Weiss, the winemaker and shepherd <laughs> at Merriam Vineyards. It's merriamvineyards.com. You must check them out. And it's uh, M-E-R-R-I-A-M. Uh, I'm going to turn back over to Tom Simino. So there's, there's a lot of love going on in the studio right now. Always. Well, even more now because it's Cabernet Franc love, and William brought in a uh, a barrel sample of the new 2021 uh, Cabernet Franc, and Dan is all Google-eyed. He he just gave William a big hug for making this <laughs> and it's great a barrel wine. sample. Uh, Dan, talk about it because you're going oh, nuts. Oh, good lord! Uh, there's nothing. Look, we, we started getting excited about uh, Merriam Cab-, Cab Franc about four years ago, three or four years ago. And when we first tasted it, 
we all said, this is really special. Well, as time has gone by, it's gotten better and better and better, both in the bottle and also in the production. This is special. This is really extremely special. And if you don't get any of this wine, you're not going to blame me, because I'm going to tell you right now, you've got to put get your name on the waiting list to buy a bottle or two or four of these. This is going to be $60 a bottle. It's a bargain. When's it released? You can buy it. Yeah, now. It's, it's, it won't right. be released for a year. Yeah, that's what I was. It's still ask. in okay. the barrel. It's still aging in a barrel. But right. the, the 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 specialness of this wine cannot be described over the radio. You have to just try it and, and trust us. This stuff is outrageous. It, it's here's the point. About a year ago, I wrote in my column in the Napa Register. I wrote an article that said that in 20 years, Cabernet Franc will be the grape that saves Napa Valley from its decline, which is imminent. So if you've drunk... Ca- be nice Nap- now. If you've drunk Napa Valley Cabernet Sauvignon until now, now you start to think about Cabernet Franc and what it will represent to the Napa Valley in 20 years. And that's really where the future is for the rest of this industry, as far as I'm concerned. Cabernet Sauvignon, with climate change... Let's take a break and go go in the direction of Cap Franc. You heard it here first. Another first for you, Jackson. Can you believe it? Cabernet Franc, the future I, of Napa future. Valley. Yeah, no, that's there you go. That's the phrase I. I, I heard wouldn't you say. Have expected. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. Well, a lot this of love. wine has got violets. It's got a personality that won't quit. It's got the great acidity. It's got managed and structured tannins. It's got a future for the aging potential of this wine is unbelievable, and it's still in the barrel. And I'm happy to say I'll stand by it. And three-year three air-dried di- air Fouquet French oak? Yeah. Is it all the whole lot same Fouquet? Uh, 50% of it is, yeah. Got it. Wow, it's really, I mean, it's so balanced and... And it's in the barrel. Yeah. I mean, wow. We're getting ready to bottle yeah. it. So, yeah. 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 So now's the last chance to come by and try it. We can pull a little more out of the uh, right. out of the And you, tank you'll sell them we... as futures? Yeah. Right now, um, all of our guests that are coming through the door are able to try the, the wines that we're going in the bottle next week on. Wow. So, um, yeah, we'll have our futures open through the end of the month as club members or even as uh, general public. You're, you're able to buy six or 12 bottles. Um, and that will be released next year. So so while I pour everyone the 18 Windacre Merlot, why don't you tell people about what's going on at the winery with the construction and all? Yeah. By the way, this I tasted this Merlot, and I love Merlot. This is wonderful, but go ahead. All right. Yeah, so we have a lot going on at the property. We just got rid of all the sheep um, a couple weeks ago, so those will be coming back around. But right now we've been working on putting in some more outdoor seating, planting a lot of trees, have a lot of greenery coming in. We're going to have a new experience at our tasting room. And talk really about, pe- about how people find you in the tasting room. Yeah, so you can visit our website, uh, mariamvineyards.com. You can book a tasting through there, um, or you can give us a call. Our phone number is 707-433-4032. Uh, we'd be happy to see everyone that wants to come in and do a tasting, try some barrel samples. Um, and then in June, we're looking forward to new outdoor seating and a beautiful summer. This uh, this warm weather today has got me itching for summertime, and yeah. I'm looking forward to it. All of us agree. MerriamVineyards.com, M-E-R-R-I-A-M. 
uh, check them out. And as far as uh, retail and such, I'm sure your wines are in Bottle Barn. Yep. Yeah. And even if they're not, say they are because that <laughs> that's our sponsor. You know, I've personally dropped off some uh, bottles to Bottle Barn, and it's a great place to go and find our wine. And Barry uh, Herbst, the wine buyer, he's amazing. Yeah, great guy. Easy to work with and uh, a lot of fun to hang out with. Um, so, yeah, otherwise you can find our wines at the tasting room um, through our wine club. A lot of these wines will, will go out through through the club first. And again, explain how people find the tasting room. I mean, where exactly is it? Yeah, so if you're driving north on 101, uh, right before you get to Healdsburg, if you look up to the right, um, we're there on the hill in between Arata Lane and right. Old Redwood Highway exit. Okay. Tommy? It's a beautiful spot. And uh, it, I, once, when I was doing my one-minute wine shows, I used to say you can't get there from here because it's in between a rattle lane. You can exit at a rattle lane going north yeah. and then take a, go straight mm-hmm. through, and you're up there on the right. Or if you're going south, you get off at uh, Old, Redwood. Old Redwood Highway, go down to where Fapiano is, take a left there. And then it's your go over the bridge. Yeah, left on Limerick Lane. Yeah, and then over the bridge, and then your first right onto Old Red. Or sorry, onto uh, Los Amigos. Los Road. Amigos. Yep, yeah, it's right down there, and it's a beautiful spot. And when you when you get that patio finished and and that whole garden area, I mean, it's it's going to be a destination spot. Yeah, it's going to be beautiful. We'll be looking out at the uh, the eastern hills of the Russian River Valley and enjoying this Merlot. Actually, yeah, and this Merlot is something. What do you think, Dan? Fabulous. Uh, again, it falls in line with William's whole strategy of keeping the acidity high in these wines, but they're not acid-based. They're basically structured. And what this structure does is it allows you to serve the wine either young or with lots of time in bottle with food. And they're structured is just perfect for food. You know, there's, got, there's a nice uh, kind of grip. In the finish, you know that little bit of tannin that's there. So it's it's it, even though it's an eighteen, it's got plenty of time to go. And for people who think that Cabernet Sauvignon is a little rough, yes, it is. People who think that Merlot is a little rough, forget it. This isn't rough. This no, it's is not. Elegant, silky. It's got everything. That's one of the reasons I love Merlot. And, and it's really I, plummy. I love this. Mm-hmm. I Ooh, love plummy. plummy. It really is plump. Ooh. But the acidity works in the aftertaste the way very few other red wines offer this kind of character. And the nice part is you can drink it now, and if you lose a bottle to the cellar, you come back 10 years from now, you're going to be thrilled. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're also pouring our 2012 in the tasting room right now, and it's really fun to show these two wines wow. side by side. Uh, completely different with all that time in the bottle. And um, we have a lot of library going back to 2010. So if people wanted to come and say hello to you, are you hanging out at the winery quite a bit? Yeah, every day. I'll be yeah, there. Every yeah. day. He's the CEO now. I mean, yeah, I bet. Well, I know, but a lot right? of times the CEO sits in his ivory tower. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can come by and hang out. Uh, my dog Yogi will be there. He'll be the first to greet you, and um, we'll enjoy some wines. Yeah. Say hello to William. Uh, He'll be out there with his sheep. William Weiss, what an incredible (laughs) winemaker, dude, and I'm glad to meet you. Much appreciated. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for coming. Pleasure to meet you. Thanks for having us.